All right, we're on. We're on. <laughs> Willkommen. Willkommen. Hello. Hello. Um, Welcome I don't know, back. I don't know why we're doing accents. Um, I started it. There's literally no reason for it. There's none. <laughs> there's absolutely none except that Cabaret is my favorite musical. Uh, that is true. I knew this to be true about you. It's just so good. Anyway, welcome to what is technically the season finale of our first season. Of Report Back. Of Report Back. So this is episode 22. <laughs> There's been a small hiatus. Look, um, we know you've been missing us. <laughs> we have been missing we've, in action. We've heard the feedback. People have been begging. They've said when. Begging. People when. on their knees. I know. It's They've had to come and talk to us in person to find out about our lives. Which is everyone's least favorite way to communicate. <laughs> Which, <laughs> the sole reason that the self-serve checkout was invented. Especially the millennials. Yeah, they hate it. Do you know, because I've been staying on the farm where we currently are. Oh, we're on the farm, yes. So, it's my mum's farm. It's where I grew up from when I was about three. So, it's, you know, home in that sense. So, if you can hear a fly... It's, it's a real fly. It's, it's not been edited in in post. Farm vibes. No, we haven't put the flies in. They're organic for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so we're on the farm. But that means that my local shop now is the Bungandor IGA. Very expensive. No self-checkout. Yeah. Oh. So that means there is one particular checkout woman, basically, because I shop at the same time every day kind of after work, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who for that week of work knew what I was having for dinner every day. Does this person's name start with a K? I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, I actually don't know her name. Because I would aim... When I lived in Bungendore and would shop at this IGA, I would aim for the same time and staff. Yes. And I know who you're talking about. It wasn't It wasn't her. Because she's great. She's great. She helped me pick up a whole punnet of blueberries that fell through a trolley once. Oh, amazing customer service. You... So, anyway, that's a level of intimacy in customer service that I actually haven't experienced for a long while, except perhaps the intimacy you have between, like, your work barista and you. Ah, uh, y- yes. It, yes. Yeah. Where they, like, see you, at, you know, they see you at your worst, they see you at your best, they see you when you've had a great day, they see you when you've had a terrible day. They see you before coffee, which is, if... um. You know, if you're my boyfriend, that's not something that's a nice thing. No. And they get to know you well enough to sort of sometimes suggest maybe you need a decaf. Yeah. Which admittedly, I feel a bit miffed about when it's suggested to me. I don't. I think it's a responsible service of alcohol kind of equivalent. Like you're cut off. It's one of those things I can only appreciate for what it is in hindsight. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, welcome to the season finale. Welcome. We're back. We're back. Um, we thought we'd just catch you up, basically, on the reasons why there was... We went in confident, I will say this. Mm, and we, we posted on the Instagram that there would be three more episodes of the season. Did so we? I'm not on Instagram, as you know. So I, I know. <laughs> I'm on the PR most of the time. It's I, I'm very relieved about it. And if someone tries to contact you, which most of the messages are for you, not me, I have to screenshot them Is and text true? them to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you would if if this were a kind of voting for house captain situation, you're getting captaincy because you're the charismatic popular one, but they're putting me in vice to make sure stuff gets done. Do you know that's actually um Like I'm the teacher pick. That's a story of my life, to be honest, <laughs> as a former school captain. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we thought we'd explain where we've been. 
school captain of high school, not primary school where it doesn't count. I mean, ask anyway. a primary school captain that and they tell you otherwise, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so look, I, I want to see what you think about this. Oh, just sorry. There's about, I don't know, how many dogs? 500 here? <laughs> <laughs> just enough. Just enough. <laughs> They've actually, they could have a bedroom each. Yeah, they could. If they wanted. Then we'd be at max capacity, but the cat would be ousted. Um, I want to see what you think about this as kind of the premise for this discussion. Are we recording? I don't know. Yeah, we're recording. (laughs) 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 Oops. For the listeners. (laughs) My ears are a little bit sore right now. What Tom has just done is tried to whistle his dog while plugged into the mic with the headset on and just whistled into his own headset. And um, when we record, the volume is up quite loud so that we can hear everything. Anyway, so my ears are... Pain. They're recovering. Yeah, they're ringing. (laughs) They're ringing. Anyway, we thought we'd explain where we've been. Yeah, so I want to know what you think about the premise of this episode being that the universe is a spiteful beast. I would basically concur and... She's come to spite us because in previous episodes and in general life, we like to mention how, um, you know, we're best friends. So we support each other when one's down, the other one does some supporting, things like that. The universe manages to usually alternate kind of who it knocks down. Yeah. Yeah. We know for you that that's going to be July. Always. We know that that's, we need to get through July. You'll, you'll start to come good in August. All other Menti Bs for everyone else are cancelled in July. Except this year, (laughs) the universe got us both. Didn't she? She did. And it's hard to contend with because this is unprecedented. So, you know, as Zoe just mentioned, canonically, we're pretty proud of the fact that um, usually someone is around between the two of us to pick up the pieces of the other. Yeah, normally someone has capacity when the other doesn't. And we actually haven't really encountered a time where that hasn't been the case. And, you know, I am 29 now. Happy birthday to me. You are. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. For me. Four years past Leo DiCaprio's um, best before date. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard that. (laughs) Have you not seen the memes? Is it because of his really young girlfriend? girlfriend? And he's yeah, like, no, okay. don't turn 25. You're so hot. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I love you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. for a brief while, I had a boyfriend called Leo. He oh. was 11 years older than me. It was a grim time, I'll be honest. <laughs> okay. Not I'll because pick. of his age. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I thought if I went older, they'd he'd, you know, have their stuff together. More years, less hormones. All that. Anyway, I don't know that that came into the calculation. But anyway. I had an older boyfriend and was 25 and so there were a lot of Leo jokes made because it was the exact time that that meme came out. The good old days. The good old days. Pre-COVID. Just. Oh, I miss pre-COVID. So the universe got us both this time. Both. Stabbed us right you in the heart. You first, I will say. Did I go first? I, I actually don't know. You think I've... Do you think my situation has been... I don't know. Predating no, yours. Genuinely, I don't know. No, I I'm, think... I'm taking your word for it that that's y- true. You went down... You went down first... And really and hard. Yeah. Do you know what though? And I've had I've had a thought about this because I've since been listening to a um f- a new friend of mine, colleague of yours, Matt, his podcast where oh, we featured on yes. it. And I don't know if I said to you, but I can hear 
oh, in the dialogue mm-hmm. that I am crazy. Yeah, you said that to me. So that was it toward the end of last term. So it preceded, I think, what we'll call like the implosion by a few weeks. Apt. And then, and then things happened in between. It was a wild time. It was a wild time. Um, I didn't notice it in you. I thought you just had the end of term weirds. Listening, listening back to myself on Matt's podcast, I was crazy. I thought, I mean, I thought you were odd. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I insisted we had a debrief and a wine after. Yeah, that was a good wine. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was just the end of term weirds. Um, yeah. And... And what else did I think it was? Oh, you know, nervous in front of Matt because you know that I'm really, I really like and respect Matt and we were oh, doing the okay. pod with him yeah. and I thought it was just a combination of kind of weird performance energy at the end of a school day on a Wednesday. In a classroom. We were recording it in a classroom. <laughs> it's winter. It's the end of term. Nobody wants to be here. Mm, yeah. But obviously we did want to be there for Matt. We did. Um, but so uh, I did yeah. not alert you to it. Yeah. Turns out... Um, I don't know. Was I concealing it well? Or do you think it just, I just wasn't obvious enough because of the other factors? Yeah. I think the other factors were a decent enough explanation for the kind of affectations and behaviors. Oh, that's so dangerous. I know, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I felt this is sort of tangential, but when I had COVID, it was the last week of a term in winter and I couldn't tell if I was sick or just teacher tired. Like it was impossible Mm. to distinguish having COVID from just being a teacher in week 10. You know how I could tell the difference because I got COVID again in uh, week one or two, I think Mm. of term two. Mm -hmm. And when I came back to work, I literally at like my break time, I had to go and have a sleep in the car. Yeah, the after effects really yeah, linger. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of waiting for the rat to go positive, like oh, do I take yeah. a rat or not? I couldn't tell you. I I would not have been able to go one way or the other. Is this illness or is this just the job in week 10? It's a fair question. Yeah. Because it is it is a bit crazy. Anyway, we're not here to whinge about teaching specifically. No, 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 no. Um, Just <laughs> life in general. Just, just to bring to, you up to speed. Just trying to get us down. Anyway, so... I guess, yeah, this is the uh, um, finale episode uh, that you've been waiting on bated breath for. Yeah. And what we had planned, we were going to report on Barbie, but we've missed the moment. The world's moved on. It has. And I don't think there's any value in going back. I don't think so either. I think, look, come for me if you need to, but I don't know that there's anything else to say. I think it's probably all been said. It's all been said. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I'll just say that. I had a great time. Had a great time. There are lots of jokes there that I will probably, you know, capitalize on for a while. Did Um, I go with you? No, you went with Ben. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I went with Connor from work. That's right. Okay. Yeah. We went on opening night. Do you know when when I went, we um, took in some watermelon flavored beverages. That's sensible. Um, We had free Cosmopolitan free as part of our $22 ticket. Yeah, not free. You've been taxed. There's a toll must be paid and it's $22. <laughs> anyway, that helped. That went down nicely. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah, it, no, it was good. Had a good time. Enjoyed the film. Not much more to say about that. We will return to the universe smiting us. <laughs> I didn't actually know that you had had the level of breakdown that you had. So I think I saw you for a dinner party during the holidays. Which one? Which um, My house. And I made a 
chocolate mousse trifle. That was that was right before the end. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because I went back to work, remember? Yes. Mm. So I saw you toward the end of the holidays at the dinner party. Yep. I would say your vibes were fine. I think they were okay because I was on holidays. Yeah. Um, but I still was not operating at like peak myself. No, but you'd also just moved house. Oh, oh my God, that's right. I forgot about that. In, in like two days uh, the with whole no was, notice, like was, your share house had imploded. It was, yeah, that was crazy. So again, there were all these kind of normal situational explanations for if your vibes were a tiny bit off, but I think you were on. I've blocked all this out because it was too much. And then the next thing I heard, basically, I didn't hear from you for a few weeks. Not at all. No, not at all. So I, you got 10 days into... Um, having to be off work sick before I knew about you not being at work. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Right? Were we not communicating? You were not, no. Oh, my God. You were not communicating. Yeah, so, look, I... Let's um, let's cut to the chase and then we'll circle back. Okay. I had a full-blown, like, mental breakdown. I wasn't going to say it. Well, I've gone and said but it. But you've gone and said it. I've gone and said it. Because I think, you know, that's your news to share and you can take the lead on how you want to frame that. But that is what happened. Oh, it was absolutely crazy. So, the point at which we were talking, I think I must have called you. Mm. And you were like, I've not been to work in two weeks. And you were like, oh my God, what? <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um... This Like, I I didn't even need to ask. Like, I knew that it was going to be mental breakdown, mm. basically territory, because 10 days for you is unheard of. It's not happened before. It's unprecedented. It is unprecedented. So, a couple like, days mm. here and there, we're going to be like, oh, I'm feeling a bit like I just can't do this. And yeah. so, you take like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then you go, okay. Reset. I think I can do it again. Yeah. Well, you have your bad back. Sometimes you need to get that scene too. You can only get it done during the day. Mm. That kind of thing happens, but 10 days I'd never heard of from you. But also for you to do 10 days and like not let me know about it at some point in those 10 days Mm -hmm. meant that I knew we were like, we were not on the ups yet. We're already only going down. We were at the top of the roller coaster looking down. And we were. We were. It was bleak time for a lot of reasons. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, it was, um, I think it was the most digging out of a mental health, like, pit I've had to do since I was about 15. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. And for me, it was interesting because I effectively had to be hands off in that time. Like, there wasn't really much I could do because you weren't up to seeing people. No, no. Um, I was not really much up to leaving the house, to be honest. No. So, we had some contact around like, you know, making doctor's appointments and sort of just check-ins. But otherwise, we just had fairly limited contact. And in the intervening time, (laughs) I managed to basically um, fall in love and break up with someone. Yeah. So you left me unsupervised. I that's true. <laughs> and there is a little bit extra to that, I think, um, in the sense that not only were you unsupervised and I, so I couldn't supervise you because I was like 
busy being crazy. Yeah. And, and digging my way out of that. Yeah. You know, I had to put down the shovel, I guess. Yeah. And then you were off doing that. Yeah. Um, Which happened quite by accident. Yeah. It was a real shock to everyone. And I think what also happened was um, you were just under a crazy amount of external, like, universe stress anyway. Yeah, the universe just kept layering things on me. So, um, obviously, um, we're going to come back to... I think we're going to do a special, basically, on heartbreak. I think we. I think that one deserves stage. its own episode because it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing, and it's still like quite. It's quite new. It's a bit raw, raw still. Yeah, we're only about like six weeks into sort of well recovering. Mm. Um, sounds like I'm in AA. Anyway, heartbreak anonymous. Yeah, HA. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's as brutal. That's what the universe said. We laugh in the face of breakup. Yeah. She said, here's someone to love and then I'll take them away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the intervening time, work was really, really busy. Mm. I also went through a recruitment round that was very hectic for finding a new school to work at um, next year. Yeah. And that recruitment round basically involved sort of doing about, I don't know, 10 job interviews outside of your actual job hours in five days. To be clear, for a job that you're already employed in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's terribly opaque. No one will tell you what is going on. I don't mind outing their HR or their recruitment by saying this. It is a shambles of a system. Oh, it's absolutely crazy. And it has the same problems year after year if you talk to anybody about it. And it needs fixing. And I'm happy to do it for a handsome fee. Yeah. Anyway, as a consultant. (laughs) Anyway, no one knows what is going on. It's, And then you've got to sit and you've got to write the applications for the jobs. And you've got to somehow write the application for all of the positions. Yeah. But the real kicker is here, for people who aren't from Canberra or teachers, is that... um, you know, so when you're permanent, like us, like you have your own position. Yeah. We, we're permanent with the directorate. Yeah. Uh, education directorate. But what you need to do every five years or so, sometimes earlier, sometimes later, is even though you own your position, you need to apply to transfer. Yeah. At the for, same level. At the same level for a job you already have. Yes. So it is a bit wild. It's crazy. It's a wild time. It's very stressful. <laughs> it's a lot of performing. Um, I got through that and then the universe basically said, how much grief do you think one person can handle? And then someone answered. Yeah. And then they (laughs) doled it out a bit extra and a bit extra and a bit extra for you. Just triple it. So my mum flew overseas um, and in the time that she managed to sort of between leaving and landing in Heathrow, one of her cousins who, you know, mum has a brother who died when he was about 30. So she's really close to her cousins. They mm. function for me like aunts and uncles equivalent. Yeah. And so my second cousins are like cousins, just sort of going by age bracket rather than by direct relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them had just, she had died suddenly overnight. We still don't know why. We're still waiting on the, the coroner, you know, which could be forever to find out why. And... I have quite strong grief reactions because what it does for me, and this is true of anyone who loses um, like a primary carer or sort of immediate family member in childhood or adolescence, is it rewires your brain kind of so profoundly and strongly that smaller griefs Mm. later on or bereavements later on or losses 
trigger that same neural pathway yep. and that same kind of like physical response. So I have really quite strong responses to loss. Um, and that happened and, you know, mum's away. <clears throat> and then I can't even remember what order these things happened in. Then was kind of, you know, potentially in love with someone, potentially going to have a nice time together and then not. So that I'm counting as another loss. That's two. And then literally that day or the day before, somewhere around like the same 24-hour period. I think it was the same day. I went to the cinema with a friend, which seemed like a good distraction. Um, And we went to see, actually really rate a movie called Theatre Camp. Oh, all right. Sort of indie flick about a a kid's musical camp that is dying. And the, the rebel camp wants to buy it and destroy it. Amazing premise. Loved it. Great film. Hit all the right notes. Poignant. Funny. Just so good. Like, leans into the stereotypes, but the stereotypes exist for a reason. Really slaps. Really slaps. Partway through that film, my mum, who's still overseas, she rings twice in a row. Yeah. That's like universal mum code for... Answer the phone. Answer the phone. Okay. Even though I've texted her in between to say I'm in the cinema. Mm. Pick up the phone and my dad's sister, my aunt, um, who I really love has had a brain aneurysm and is in surgery and like genuinely no one's confident about how that's going to go yeah at all there's no like there's no promises it'll be miraculous if she survives and if she does who knows about the impacts on her mobility yeah yeah all of these sorts of things yep so then i get that phone call and i am just like i don't know how to exist on this physical like plane in this world as the bunch of cells that I am in this moment. Like I am not sure anymore what to think or feel or do. That is such a dissonance. Yeah. It was very weird. Um, And so all of those things happened. And I did the only thing that I felt I could do. Actually, the only thing that I was like, "Mm, I have some direction about what to do here. And I packed my cat and my dog and I brought them out here to the farm. Mm. Because I knew that that is a place that as soon as, no matter what is going on, even if it doesn't feel completely better, as soon as I get to the front gate of the farm, I feel something lift every time. So I did that. But the universe did that to me literally while crippling you. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of... um. What, can, what should we say? I don't know. There, were, there weren't a lot of spoons to go around between us. Oh, boy. Were we down on spoons? The, the drawer was empty. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I, I'm trying to navigate this absolute catastrophic meltdown that I, I'm having. Yeah, which also, like, comes with all these other stresses. You know, there's the admin of getting the kind of help that you need. There's the finances. There's the trying to liaise with your workplace. Oh, trying to deal with, like, HR who keep, like... <laughs> messing your leave up every day yeah so i'd i'd spend like hours on the phone or like emailing Mm. like daily or weekly Mm. about um you know my leave and stuff yeah like just for it all to be messed like it was just the biggest nightmare and when you have no capacity to deal with it yeah yeah and in the middle of all this i'm also trying to step through um the quite still new um 
parts of a relationship. Yes. Yes. I'd forgotten about that element to this. He really handled it like a trooper. Yeah. You really threw him in, like the universe threw you both in the deep end, but Be- he, he went with you a little bit. And the good thing is, is that I just don't think in the next 10 years, look, touch wood. Sorry. That's just pocket trying to catch a fly in the farmhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just to be clear, the house isn't full of flies typically. It's just that we have the door open for all the dogs. Oh, yeah, because they want to go in and out. Yeah. And all the dogs, there's actually only four. Two of them are very, very small, quite sleepy. <laughs> and have their own door. Yeah, and have their own door. <laughs> the main door is just for the big dogs. Yeah, mine's stolen yours bed, as usual. Good. It's good that he gets a little lesson in um, humility. Yeah, anyway, so you... Yeah, your boyfriend sort of... Yeah, I think he did it. He did really well because there was one time where I said, you know, um, like, oh, I'm really glad that this is not something I live with every day. Like, mm. I don't have to contend with this all the time. And he goes, is this out of the ordinary? Yes. And I said, yes. Yes. I said, I've got just, I've got a whole life full of people who will confirm that this is... Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> this has never happened. So from my end, I suppose I was hopeful that um, because we weren't communicating very much, I was hopeful that one, he was being sensible and, you know, saying sensible things like eat a little bit, even if you're not hungry or make was, a doctor's no, appointment. That was Jess. And then I remembered yeah. you were living with your sister and um, her partner. God, she was so annoying the whole time. I bet. But, you know. She used to stand in my doorway. I was glad they were there. She stood in my doorway and she would stare at me <laughs> and I'd be in bed and she'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'd be like, what do you want? And she'd be like, it's 1230 in the middle of the day. And then she'd rip the curtains open yes. like a psycho. Yes. And um, I don't know. She would like force me to like make sure I'd be upright for be a upright. minute. Upright and yeah, and we're going, we're going on a walk, and so I would have to body double and go on for go for a stupid little mental health walk for like. I 10 am minutes. thrilled. I'm thrilled to hear I that this was all it. happening, and I really want to say thank you to Jess um, and Emma, I presume, who was yeah. also around. They really did the most, and they would like cook dinner and stuff. And yeah, like I just, I just couldn't do anything. Yeah, because I was like, well, I could provide that practical support, but you said you had it. Mm, true, I did. Um, and then, you know, emotional support wise, I could, I could listen, I suppose, but I'm not sure that kind of deconstructing and debriefing, you were actually up to that yet. I also don't know that it, or that it would help because I did a yeah. lot of rumination anyway. Yeah. So I already knew what the problems were. Yeah. I just didn't have any, there was actually no way to resolve it. Mm. Um, but to get better yeah. yourself, look after yourself. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. And part of it was because um, I, I had a lot of time off work. I didn't go to work for seven weeks or something like that. Which is just crazy. Actually, yeah. like that is how ill you were. Yeah, I was really unwell. And um, part of what I needed to get better was to go back to work. Yes, to get over that but first un- hurdle. Yeah. yeah, but until I was well enough to actually stand in the discomfort of it, Mm. which the first day was really, really, really hard. I bet. And it's not a job where you can, you know, sit at your desk and kind of fake it for a day. Like you really can't do that. There's no faking it. Like I, you know, and I teach preschool. So pretty much all of my day is 
co-regulating with 20 yeah. other people f- from the minute they get there to the minute they leave, right? Yeah. I couldn't even regulate myself. Exactly. So... It's irresponsible for me to be there. Yeah, you were, you were, yeah, and you weren't well enough, and the doctors agreed, and until you were, you weren't, which is fine. And then I did, I was able to help a little bit on the morning of going back to work. That's right. I called you, didn't I? Yeah, you called me, and I just talked to you. I was at my desk having a panic attack. Yeah. (laughs) I just talked to you for about half an hour until I think kids arrived or something like that. Someone else arrived. Yeah, I think someone came there. Because, and you know, I think I called you because my watch kept alerting me that I was having a panic attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, have, um, I can't wear mine because it's, it freaks me out. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not someone who has a lot of anxiety and also has an Apple watch or some kind of smart watch, yeah. um, this is something that actually happens. Um, and it tells you to breathe. Yeah. So it tells you to breathe, but um, it gives up on that after like half an hour. Mm. So what was happening to me, so I got to work at, I don't know, 20 past seven, I think. Mm. I think, yeah, Ben drove me there, pushed me in the gate and said, goodbye, have a good day, love you. (laughs) And I was like... (laughs) I won't, thank you. (laughs) Love you too. So I promise it'll be not very nice. Yeah. Um, And then I sat at my desk and I tried to like collect my thoughts and because, you know, I've not been in this workspace Mm. for two months, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. You know, and things move fast at school. Yeah, they do. And I'm like... You didn't really know what you were walking into. All my stuff is different. My desk is like, like... my stuff is everywhere. Like I don't, yeah. I don't even know where to begin to make a list of what to do. Mm. And yeah, so back to the watches. If your heart rate is over like 130 or 100, yeah, 130. And you're not exercising. And you're not exercising because I'm like, I'm it sitting still. Out. It's yeah. like, what is wrong with you? Are you having like a cardiac yeah. event? Yeah. And so it's... It, Abnormal heart yeah, rate detected. It comes up with a gigantic heart <laughs> yeah. picture. Um, I don't know when it tells you something about your heart rate and how it's really alarming and which blah, doesn't blah, blah. help. Which doesn't help. And my watch did that for five hours. Yeah. Oh god, I'd have thrown the thing in the bin. And do you know I had like four meetings in that time Ooh. with um, you know, people who at anyway, the school who yeah. wanted to meet with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And I just had to keep explaining to them. I say, like, I I need you to understand that I am sitting here in mm. this space with you. Out of out of respect, and because I want to, mm. I don't know, try and talk about mm. where to go next. You need to understand that I'm I am having a panic attack right now. Yeah, it just doesn't look like it doesn't it to look you. like it, but I am. Yes, so nothing's but, going in. Yeah, <laughs> nothing productive is happening. If you don't write this down, yeah, I don't know what we've talked about. No, nothing useful is happening here, <laughs> except that maybe they're feeling listened to or something. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, we got you there. God, I'm on the other side. I'm feeling really good now. Yes. I'm, I'm good now. I made you come, actually, just before you managed to go back to work. What I did, made what? you come and get me from outside the bookshop. The bookshop, the bookshop, the bookshop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Because of the breakup or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you, we want to call it. You were having a menti B, but I was just on the almost outside of mine. I had just enough to give you. You had just enough. And yeah. I had to do something to your poor boy- boyfriend. Um, and I just had to announce because we sort of had plans for the evening is what happened. Oh my God. We had yeah, dinner okay. plans. It's all coming back to me now. I remember. We had dinner plans. On my way into work, the kind of breakup happened. Um, and by text, I was like fairly, I don't know if it was unexpected. Which is bullshit, by like, the way. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, there's no good way to do these things, right? So that happens on the way into work. Simply the worst. So I get to work and I struggle through the workday. I cry twice. Yeah. 
twice before 8am. What did people think was wrong with you, Zoe? <laughs> I didn't want to explain what was happening. So I just said I was angry about the Patreon. (laughs) 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 Do you know what? Everyone was like, do you know what? That tracks. That totally checks out. So all I did was sit there and cry and shake my fist and talk about aspects of the patriarchy that are upsetting (laughs) to mask. God, that's brilliant. Mask the heartbreak. Um, So I did that. That's a good, that's a handy tip. Like if you're known... If you're a known feminist um, and a boy makes you sad, just tell people you're upset about the patriarchy yeah. and that is why you're bursting into tears erratically and it, they will believe you. It gives enough information about what's happening without oversharing. <laughs> I don't think, like, I think they just thought I was genuinely just upset about, like, power structures. When you <laughs> told me that, I laughed for so long. I did have a particular gripe with the patriarchy that had happened the day before that was also upsetting. I think that's why it tracked in this yeah. instance, but I, th- I think it would have anyway. Yeah, I think it would have worked anyway. Yeah. So I cry several times before the school day starts. I kind of consider going home, but we have evening plans. We have dinner and a show planned. So mm. I didn't feel like I could. I was like, I'm better off just making it through the day. And it's not just us. Like it's, there's other, other people, people coming. coming. I'm better off making it through the day, making it through the night and collapsing at home. Yeah. That's what I've thought to myself. I do not do good teaching that day. I tell the kids, like the kids are worried. I tell them I'm sick. I was like, look, I'm sick, but there's a staffing shortage. We're going to do the best we can, but we're going to take it really easy and I'm going to need lots of cups of tea. They're fabulous because that is the privilege of, you know, 18 year old kids. Yeah. They can boil a kettle. They they also have a little bit of intuition when someone's suffering. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, they're a little bit human about it, which is nice. So we did what we needed to do, but we took it a little bit slower. It's a Friday, whatever. I make it to the end of the school day. And I'm just like, I have time to kill now mm. between. And time to kill is time to think. Yes. Mm. And I've just been pure cortisol adrenaline the whole day. And I'm like, I can't drive myself home. I can't. I actually can't make any decisions now i'm like decision fatigued i can't think clearly enough to make any decisions i need to find a safe spot to go to and find a friend Mm. which is what i did so i made it across the road to the bookshop yep i really like i don't know why this is a bit of a trope for me and i should save this for the heartbreak episode i like a cry in a bookshop over a boy oh really it i've done it before i'll elaborate next time I like a cry on a couch over a boy. Oh, no. But I like the couch to be in the sun, but not too in the sun. Okay. That's niche and I didn't have the <laughs> opportunity for that. And then I <laughs> message you and I'm like, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to book face. Mm. Can you come and get me? Yep. You were in bed. Was I? Yes. I wasn't back at work yet. No. Ah, uh, okay. And you said, am I putting my dinner clothes on? I did ask that. Which was sensible. And I said, yes. And you arrived. Quite quickly. I thought I was expedient. You, yeah, it was only like 30 minutes. Mm. You did well. You arrived. You know, we went into the bookshop. We bought um, a tarot poster. Yes. We looked at some badges. We just kind of like did some normal things, potted around, decided to go early to the bar. The badges were fun because it led to... um what is it? The Lavender... Lavender Menace. The Lavender Menace. We learned what the Lavender Menaces were. Yeah, which um, 
feminist I, lesbian movement. I wasn't going to tell them. I was going to say Google it and enjoy. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Don't Google it. Enjoy. It wasn't feminist lesbian movement, but also Google. Anyway, yes. Moving you can, on. You can read more about it on the Googles. Good. Um, the funny thing about the Lavender Menace badge was that I pointed at it and I said to Tom, is that queer coded? <clears throat> and you said... I don't know, probably. Probably. Because it, it looked like it was. It, it was, also was next to a rainbow badge. And it was sparkly and purple. Yeah. Or yep. lavender. Um, and the woman behind the counter goes, sorry, I was listening to you two earlier and I thought, oh my God, she was listening to me talk about the heartbreak. Because she- we, look, we went to a corner of the bookstop and bookshop. Debriefed. Sorry. And we debriefed um, as we're looking at like Cards. new ju- and journals for next mm, year, et cetera, mm, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, we have not been quiet enough. Anyway, I think other people enjoy it. It's a privilege. It's, yes. But I think she's about to offer some advice. And I was like, oh, my God, this is mortifying. And then she goes, I heard you ask if that Lavender Menace badge is queer coded. <laughs> and she she went, I hadn't thought about it. I've just been selling it to old people that like lavender. And she Googled it right then and there in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> and it is indeed queer coded. It is a, is a lesbian mm. movement. Yeah, amazing. So there we go. Anyway, and, and Maz and Lyrida knew all about it. Yeah, they did. So you entertain me, um, and the little kind of spanner in this works is you and your boyfriend were going to meet us at dinner. Yes, but now you're already with me because he was going to come from work, pick me up on the way, yeah. and then we'd just go in one car. And what I had to say to you when I was saying, can you come and get me? And you were like, I could, but this, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm pulling Trump. Yeah. Trump card. Yeah. Ben will have to work it out. And I just sent him a screenshot of that conversation. And I said, sorry, you'll have to make your own way to do <laughs> <laughs> The card has been played. He fully accepted it though. Yeah. He didn't mind at all. No, he did well. And he In did- fact, he liked that everyone was already there when he arrived and like there was no... Oh no, they weren't. It was just you and me. Was it just us? Yeah. Maybe then it we felt ha- like more because we have lots of personality. We do have lots of personality. Um, and anyway, I made it through dinner. I don't think I ate anything. I'm not certain I drank anything. I definitely ordered an Aperol spritz, but I think someone else had to drink it. Can't recall. Um, and then... I, I just was like, I actually can't make it through the show. Actually, first what happened was you adjourned us all from dinner. Well, you were going to be late. <laughs> no, I liked that you did. It cracked me up. <laughs> and Ben was still eating. This was all of your fault. I said when all of you were like, should we get dinner first? I was like, dinner is too tight for a 7 p.m. show. That sounds fake. That sounds like there's lots of time for dinner. But there's actually not because none of you can get to dinner on time. I, would, I was hours early. I know. Because I had a me- moment. Moment. <laughs> <laughs> You've missed a mental breakdown. <laughs> Un memento. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew that none of you would be able to be there on time for dinner without it being super rushed. Actually yeah. finish dinner and make it. I thought maybe we all have a big afternoon tea, mm. big lunch. And we get like bar snacks and drinks and go. But no. No such luck. My, the reason I liked the dinner adjournment was because you announced we were leaving and everyone at the table except Ben knew. Oh, we were leaving. It's time to go. Yeah. It's like down that drink. We're off. Down that drink. We're standing it's, up. It's time to go. Even if we weren't late for the show, I can sense Zoe's aura. It's time for her to, to yes. not be in here. Yeah. We're going. And he didn't pick that up. He did not pick that up at all. And he's and like, he- but I'm still eating. <laughs> 
To which I said, <laughs> quite clearly. Tough titties. Tough titties, Ben. <laughs> 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 anyway, I didn't actually make it to the theatre, but did you enjoy the show? Um, <laughs> the Crucible. Okay. <laughs> because what I've now done is I've corralled a group of friends into going to a show, like a school play, a production mm. at the school, without actually going myself. So, yeah. So, now there are four <laughs> queer adults. <laughs> Just because it sounds like a movie. Yeah. Uh, four queer adults at a college theatre production. Yeah. And the one person who teaches at the school is not attending. It's not, now I'm not there anymore. The group. You're not in the group anymore. Yeah. So now we're just there, right? And Mog had not seen or read it. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe they'd read it. I can't remember, but I remember they'd expressed um, desire to, like, want to know how it ended. And I was like, what do you mean? Everyone knows how it ends. Like, <laughs> they all die. In the intermission. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the middle and, I, like, I am looking at Ben and I'm like, I cannot endure any more of this. I can't. I hate it. Because um, there was one... There were maybe two actors in the show or like performers that who could, that were, were really carrying the rest yeah, of the yeah, show. Yeah, so yeah. Um, there um, there's, was a student playing um, John, what's his name? Proctor. John Proctor. Yep. Um, really carried the show. And I found her at the end of the night and I said. You were amazing. I said, you, you were amazing. Yeah. And, um, but we get to intermission and I say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you look at the time? Uncle Dan's o'clock. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Necessary. And I was like, I'm going to have to go outside. I'm going to have a quick, quick champagne. Yes. Before I can come back in. Did you have some? Yes. With you? No, I went, I went across the street. Oh, you went and got some. All four of us marched at the speed of a cheetah. It's at so necessary time. at a school production. And, like it was all just a bit weird. I, I don't know. I... I imagine the vibes were very strange. It was it was a really weird production for a school show. Yes. Um, it it's needed, a hard one to pull off, I would say. It needed to be a, a musical. Sorry, not The Crucible the Musical. That, it, it needed I mean, to be a separate production. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, it was good. The kids did a good job. But I, in the middle, I was like, I need some champagne in me or I'm going home. Yep. <laughs> I think that's such a reasonable line to so draw. We, we raced to go and get some. Okay, good. Did it help? Uh, it did. Immensely. It helped a lot. <laughs> and then I sat up the back and um, I, I enjoyed it much more. Excellent. Good, 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 good. Yeah. I'm so pleased for you. Um, so anyway, that I mean, that's basically the story of... That sort of brings... That brings together our two Uno mementos. Which is why we've been missing for... Two to three months. I yes, how long I have no idea. I don't know how much time has. I've lost every notion. Of We've time. not even been on the Instagram in that time. I, I, yeah. Should we finish on an ups though? So. Oh yeah, we've got. Oh, we've got heaps of ups. You know, we're we're back. We are. We're back. We're in our power again. I've been to Florida today. You're going tonight. I'm going tonight. So we're gonna do some flower healing. I've done some beach healing. Yes, as have I. Um. So we can recommend. 
you know, post-menti bees, flowers, salt water, mm. doggos. Dogs help a lot. Farm air. Yep. And friends. And we want to give a kudos to, you know, since we couldn't look after each other <laughs> in that moment, just a kudos to the rest of the support network that, you know, formed this kind of hammock. They really did the most just looking yeah. out for us. Just keeping us, yeah. keeping um, us afloat. Yeah. Even yeah. if it felt we were drowning. Yeah. I mean, I... I felt really supported the whole time. Mm. There was not a single day where I didn't feel like I had a lot of a lot of support. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to kudos yeah. to the, you know the work colleagues that listened to me cry about the patriarchy and didn't ask any other questions. Uh, to the ones that left a box of biscuits on my desk. Mm, that's nice. Uh, the two that I let give me hugs and they gave really good like parental hugs, like proper hugs. Yeah, like you a, know, this will be okay hug. You know the hug where you like. Once the hug commences, you sob a little bit harder into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two yep. of those. They were good. Oh, nice. Um, cathartic. Cathartic. So, you know, my boss who saw all of the extra work that I was doing and bought me flowers. That's good. Because potentially that's the first straight man to ever buy me flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I was about to protest and be like, I buy you flowers all the time. <laughs> like, right. Oh, there's a caveat. <laughs> yeah, there's a caveat. Um, and, you know, Chloe, Lyrida, Mog, just the, the people around us, Jess, Emma. Yep. All of them. All of them, Ben. Yep, Ben. The moms just being moms in the background. Yep. The dogs, Poppy. The dogs. Poppy and Pocket. I forgot the yeah. name of my dog for a sec. Big kudos to my bathtub where I've spent a good hour and a half almost every day since. <laughs> She's really been holding you together. She has. It was one of my mandatory things when I bought a home was that it had a bathtub. Yeah. Wise. I just don't know how people don't lean into bath culture. I know. We've talked about this before, though. Yeah, we have. So we're on the ups. We're doing better. We've made a plan for the next season. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Should we, without telling too much information, should we tell them, like, the broad premise of the plan? You can tell them the premise because you're very chuffed with it, and I think it should be your reveal. I just think it's such a good idea. (laughs) 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 i just i don't know like i know it's the plan but i don't know if i don't know if it's going to be accurate like we'll see oh we'll have to wait and see okay all right well i'm not i'm not going to tell anyone like what's in the plan no you just tell them the the tagline you've basically come up with a catchphrase Um, oh yeah i forgot about that oh is that not what you were going to say no oh okay (laughs) (laughs) that's that's also okay though yeah um, just for the, the new season, there is a little bit more um, scope to it than uh, season one. So season one was, uh, which this is the season finale for, so we're really, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, tidying things up in a nice little package. Yes. Um, a few months late, albeit, but look, you know, things happen and here we are. We're here, you're queer. <laughs> we don't want any more bears. <laughs> That's a Simpsons reference for those who get it. Okay. And yeah so the, a little bit more planning every kind of episode will have a um kind of a bit of a, a direction focus, yeah a, di- a bit more direction than you know um the aimless talking that lots of you seem to love yes there'll still be some of that for sure <laughs> it'll it's us it can't not happen it's not it, yeah it, and i don't want to i actually don't want to um pretend that there's more direction than there is because it's like three words it's basically have- it's basically an episode title yeah and then <laughs> Then we'll come together and talk We've about it. We've decided broadly what each one's about. Yeah. Um, um, we have named one <laughs> just a night out and we have suggested to each other that we will ex- 
experiment with going out on the town as 29-year-olds. Yeah, that's going to be good. That's going to be foul. It's going to be so terrible. So, look forward to that. I don't want to. <laughs> I want to be looking back from that, like when it's behind me. Oh, man. The things we'll do for the pod tent. I'm looking forward to it. There will be an episode called Mystery Episode. We don't know what that one is yet. We don't know what that one is. We're um, just waiting to see what life throws at us. I can't actually see your notes from here. Um, you, you've got one called um, Up to Pussy's Bow. <laughs> the Big Fat Whinge episode. Just assuming that in about six weeks we'll have something to whinge about. <laughs> I just know that I will in that time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much it, really. I think we won't reveal too much else. No, I think the others are um, a work in progress. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You'll get to enjoy them as they come. So, thank you for listening to 22 episodes if you listen to them all. Yeah, 22. I mean, I think Bless technically there's you... more than 22, but the 22 actual episodes, not including bonuses. If you made it through one, we appreciate you. If you made it through any. Wait, bless your socks. And I'm going into town now for an introvert beverage. Yeah. Zoe's going for um, a very niche style of introvertism, which is introverting in a public space public, public introversion <laughs> so like i need the stimulus i need some kind of input i think it's like parallel play but with no output which is a notion i've introduced to ben when we're spending time together because he's an introvert and i'm not and so god there's gonna be so much content around that when he <laughs> literally though when he gets home from work like he kind of he's like he wants to like hang out and spend time together, but I can see that that's quite taxing for him because he actually just wants everyone to not talk, mm. but he doesn't like watching television. So like, or, oh no, he, he doesn't like watching movies. So yep. he can't just sit for a while and yep, watch something. Yep, yep. He needs to like be doing some kind of interaction or, cause I said, what would you do on your own? He goes, oh, well he gets on his com- like physical desktop computer <laughs> and he's like watching YouTube and reading Reddit at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I said, here's what we can do. We can do parallel play. And he goes, what's that? (laughs) Why do you turn him into a Muppet? When you do him? He's a bit nasally sometimes. (laughs) And And he's like, what is that? And I said, it is where you're going to do your thing and I'm going to do my thing, but we're going to sit next to each other at the same time. So you feel like it's us having quality time. Yeah, Because it it is. And he's like, blew his fucking mind i love it i'm about it um lee reader and i have done some parallel play when we went to our 10-year reunion in between the events (laughs) we were both like okay we've got to gear back up to go out with all of these people again and it is high key the reunion like everyone is on everyone's got 10 years worth like it is a lot you don't know if you're going to go from sort of tragedy to trauma to sort of hero it's just you don't know so we needed a minute she gets out the cross stitch I've got a book and we are together having tea and recharging. Beautiful. Loved it. Amazing. That's a sign of true friendship. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. Although, as you know, Ben wouldn't be friends with me. Oh, <laughs> we don't have time to unpack that now. That's going to be in the episode titled Boyfriends. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, yeah, I know. I think that's it. I, I think, think that is it. I think that's all she wrote on season, season one, episode, episode 22. Yeah. Wow. The Not Barbie Review. Not Barbie Review. (laughs) We'll catch you next season. All right. We'll see you when we're looking at you. Except we won't because it's a podcast. Bye. Okay, bye.